I, I go both ways, but I, uh, I prefer the mocha, what? I think. <laughs> the Wrestling Life. Hey everybody, it's the Wrestling Life. It's episode 263. It is WrestleMania week of 2021. I'm Ethan. And I'm Liam. Liam, we have so much to talk about this week. And as always, so many things we can't talk about right here on the first and only WrestleMania 37 week of preview show. That's right. It is uh, the seventh anniversary of us doing this show, by the way. So, ah, muscle tough. Yes, <laughs> you are in fact a mensch. <laughs> you too. Likewise, <laughs> thank. Oh boy, there's a million shows this week, which is why we're recording early because I don't know what I'm gonna have to do for work this week. Ay ay ay. A million shows. <laughs> there was a show this morning, a New Japan show this morning. We're going to talk about NXT and WrestleMania and all of the WrestleMania week festivities uh, in just a moment here. But there was a uh, there was a New Japan pay per view this morning. We're taping this on uh, Sunday, April fourth. There was a New Japan show this morning and. Will Ospreay won the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship from Kota Ibushi. So what a geek Ibushi turned out to be. (laughs) You called this last week. I did not. Because uh, I'm very, very bad at predicting New Japan main event match results. Even though I watch more New Japan than or as much New Japan as anyone else on the planet. So, Big Billy Ospreay won the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship, as you predicted. He beat Ibushi in 30, just a shade over 30 minutes. It was a good match. But uh, Will Ospreay is not the most popular man in the internet wrestling community for good reason. What do you think here? Yeah. Um, it's funny. Cause we talked about last week, then that new Japan cup historically has not been the winner of that usually doesn't win the belt. That's usually where the Sonata level guy wins and then right. loses to the champion. Right. Um, especially you would think after just finally, giving people what they've wanted for years, which is Ibushi winning the belts at Wrestle Kingdom. Right. So I, all, all signs, I think logically, especially as you point out, you watch significantly more New Japan than I do. So you should theoretically be able to predict this better than I can. But, but I also, can't. and it's like, I think it's just, I like, I look at it and I'm like, I feel like sometimes they look at that stuff because I saw that stat. I think uh, Chris Carrollton put it out this morning, but like it was like the last three New Japan Cup winners have won the belt at, uh, at the follow when they got their title shot. 
prior to that, only one person had done it. So <laughs> it's like, I feel like they looked at that and went like, well, we got to bump these numbers up. So <laughs> now the new Japan cup winner is going to win the belt every year for like five years. And then, and then that'll throw people off the scent of what we're going to do. But it, that also doesn't feel like what any of us want, want new Japan to be doing. <laughs> like we don't like, we watch new Japan because it's really good wrestling and not because we're we're gonna seemingly and generally, the person that should win the match wins the match most of the time. Yeah, <laughs> or at least historically, you know, since since I've been watching New Japan, that's what I've enjoyed about it. Um, so the fact that they maybe are doing things to try to surprise people or to to hot shot a little bit more than they used to, I don't think it's a positive thing, even if it is maybe becoming a little bit predictable now. Yeah. Yeah, all of that all of that is logical. Uh Will Osprey very problematic and um he has become a worse wrestler with his move to heavyweight. He's added some bulk. He hasn't figured out how to play heel wrestler character yet. Uh he's really not very good in the role, but here he is the new top foreign heel that they haven't had since Kenny Omega. By the way, Osprey uh, busted out a V-trigger in the match today. That doesn't seem like an accident to me. Well, it, I, so it was pointed out, and he ended the show with the IWGP title and the Rev Pro title over his shoulders. Mm-hmm. And Kenny is currently the AEW and AAA champion and is about to win the TNA championship. Yeah, And if you were maybe going to try to sell out, I don't know, Madison Square Garden or something, either later this year or early next year, a match between those two guys for all of the belts maybe would, would garner some interest. Yeah, that seems... That seems like a thing that could happen. It's just... It's... it's I don't know. B Priestley announced she's leaving stardom today. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I mean, she's not retiring so far as we know, correct? I don't know. I don't know. But that's what's going on in the Osprey household. There's a new there's a new champion, and uh, one of them one of them is uh leaving stardom. Uh Shingo Takagi is next up for Osprey. They have a couple of baseball stadium shows coming up. They have, they have two more pay-per-views. Hang on. One, two, three, four uh, more pay-per-views here in April. And then they have uh, a couple in May because we're just going to run shows. And Okada and Naito can't walk anymore. Uh, but that's okay. We'll just run them into the ground. Yeah, I was thinking, because I would think maybe based on the, this year's Tokyo Dome show, Okada and Osprey would be the long-term direction with Okada having the win over Osprey from last year's to- or this past year's Tokyo Dome show. But I'm like that pro- and then I was thinking that has to win the G1. And I don't based on how he looked and what his injuries are, I I should be wrestling for 30 days straight <laughs> even if he took 2 months off which he apparently is not going to. Right. Yeah, we'll see how it all plays out. But 
And they made it clear that Okada is next after Shingo, which poor Shingo. I mean, let's just telegraph that finish. <laughs> yeah, it's like when they have the WrestleMania match announced, and then and then they're like, and uh, Goldust is going to challenge Triple H for the world title on Raw this week. You're like, all right, come on, let's <laughs> let's be serious here. <laughs> right. All right, let's get into the WrestleMania week stuff. Uh, Hall of Fame. Hang on. Raw Monday, Hall of Fame Tuesday, NXT Wednesday, Thursday, SmackDown Friday, WrestleMania Saturday, WrestleMania Sunday, Jericho on the Broken Skull Sessions on Sunday also, by the way. Boy, that came out of nowhere. Yeah, and they so uh, the terrible uh, Sports Illustrated reporter had a somehow got that exclusive scoop. Uh, Mm. But uh, I mean, I guess he's not—he's not my least favorite WWE co-opted guy. I guess. Anyway, um, of course, but it was basically—it was basically like Jericho texted Steve to compliment him on the Undertaker interview. The Taker's like, and uh, Austin's like, "Let's do a show, man!" And then he texted Vince, and Vince sent him an emoji or something. And yes. now Chris Jericho's on the Broken Skull Sessions on on Peacock, but. Yeah, I mean, if you're trying to get people excited and think WrestleMania is enough of a reason, that is a really fascinating choice. And obviously, Tony Khan had to sign off on that. And and Jericho's deal maybe is up at the end of the year. Uh, maybe is maybe he has one more year. But either way, it's it's he's not a dumb man. And <laughs> whenever that contract is coming up, he will he would not to at least make overtures towards going back to the company that owns third you know 25 years of his career's worth of footage yeah so then raw again next monday nxt next tuesday there's just wrestling is from this from this day forward there's wrestling every day until we die <laughs> yeah and like so i watch raw I watch SmackDown. I watch AEW. Watch some New Japan on the weekend sometimes. Not nearly as much as you, obviously. But like, I can't. I'm trying to imagine the person who, and imagine that it's not their job, but that they are going to watch Raw Monday, NXT Tuesday, AEW Wednesday, like Impact on Thursday, SmackDown Friday, Ring of Honor over the weekend or whatever. Like, I'm like, don't do people. Maybe there are people that just have one hobby. And that's all they want to do is watch wrestling with their free time. Um, and I know that's silly to say because we host a wrestling podcast. I love professional wrestling. Uh, but like about three three shows, three shows a week, <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good, solid amount of wrestling for me to watch. Like how do you, they must not follow sports. Like Correct. <laughs> anyway, so... What do we have first? We have a hall. We have Raw first. Well, they'll probably hot shot and add a couple of more things to WrestleMania. Then we have the Hall of Fame, which has already been taped. <laughs> they they got poor, they propped poor William Shatner up, and uh, put him in the Hall of Fame. And uh, Titus is going to get the Warrior Award, and then it's two years worth of Hall of Famers all at once. Uh, the Hall of Fame, and uh, I don't know, like who cares with no fans there and 
with it being a COVID show and with racist Hulk Hogan going in the Hall of Fame again. <laughs> but they cut. This is apparently going to be an even more made-for-TV event than usual in that the best part of the Hall of Fame is hearing wrestlers tell, hearing old wrestlers tell tell road stories. And they cut everybody to three to five minutes. <laughs> so, yep. I mean, it's a decision. Who cares about Which, this version? But yuck. Yeah, I mean, especially like if you if you're going to air this on USA or whatever, I get that it probably needs to be an hour, and right. so you have to cut it. So, by all means, have a cut down version of it. But like, let everybody talk whoever you want and throw the uncut thing up on Peacock or whatever. Like that seems right. like that's what they do every other year. Right. Obviously, it was the network until now, but like. But apparently not. Yeah, we can't. We are not going to be doing that. JBL, <laughs> racist Hulk Hogan, and those pioneering trailblazers, the Bella Twins, going to the Hall of Fame. I mean, I think the Bella Twins have a a better claim to the Hall of Fame than, <laughs> or meant more, meant more to the business than like JBL did. I don't think that's even debatable. <laughs> like, like, or, you know, much as I appreciate him, I mean, maybe not because you can say he influenced ring, in ring style, but like Rob Van Dam, like, like yeah. that was like brought in an audience that was not watching WWE and created this like WWE reality show, you know, content factory. So yeah, like, that's them. They did that. That's a bigger contribution to pro wrestling as far as more people getting a chance to make some money and potentially getting to look at projects outside of wrestling than uh, you know, most other people in wrestling have done in the last decade. I am not knocking the Bella Twins. I agree with you wholeheartedly. They <laughs> and like as the popularity of the Total Divas and Total Bellas and Ms. and Mrs. of the world has faded. Like that that women's audience for WWE, it's gone from like, you know, 55, 45, 60, 40 to like back to being a sausage fest. It's 60, like it's almost two thirds men now. So like it's mm-hmm. sig- it's significant what they what they did. Those trailblazers. <laughs> hey, and good for Molly Holly. Nobody Literally, no one has a bad word to say about Molly Holly. Volunteered to shave her head just so she could have a match on WrestleMania. Really loves the business. Miss Madness. <laughs> WCW. <laughs> uh, legend Molly Holly going in the Hall of Fame. All right. Well, then we have uh, NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver. It's a two-night takeover. One night on USA, one night on Peacock. Ay ay ay. Have you have you looked at the network on Peacock yet? I have not yet. So yeah, I guess my whenever my network expired, like they, they at some point they made it that you could not renew. They just auto canceled it. Yeah, which is really bad. Yeah, so I had to watch uh, Fastlane a couple of weeks ago on Peacock because mm-hmm. they auto canceled my network. Um, and did not give me the ability to renew it. So, 
<laughs> which I mean, I would have paid the nine ninety and just keep using it for another two weeks, probably out of sheer laziness. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, instead I uh, had to sign up for Peacock to watch to watch Fastlane, and what a what a decision that was on me on my part. But no, yeah. I yeah, I'm uh, I've watched that show on it, and previously I had looked at the free version of Peacock because. They put the second psych movie on it hmm. and I liked that show a lot. And that the second movie that was supposed to air on USA network, they held it hostage on Peacock. So I watched that on there uh, over like Christmas. So I have watched two things on Peacock since it's launched that being psych Two: Lassie come home and, uh, and uh, WWE fast lane 2021. Right, uh, nine one of NXT Takeover Stand and Deliver. <laughs> I don't know what we're doing here. Sometimes, <laughs> Pete Downs wrestling Kushida. Walter is defending the NXT UK Championship against Tommaso Ciampa because why not? We we had a warehouse full of UK talent signed, but Ciampa gets a. UK title shot. Why not? There is a gauntlet match to determine the number one contender for the NXT North American title. LA Knight and Leon <laughs> Ruffer in that match. <laughs> As is Dexter Loomis. Uh, LA Knight, I don't like his chances around here. <laughs> uh, he lost in like his first match uh, on NXT television. Or maybe yes. his second match. But yeah. he's he's already taken a clean pinfall loss, so I, yeah, I don't. Uh, and he's like thirty five years old, which makes him honestly too young, probably. Uh, so you know, right. give him five years in NXT, and maybe he'll start getting pushed. Right. We touched on this briefly here, but there's not a lot of movement from NXT's main roster these days, and you just have a it's, NXT feels very stale. Like it's it's the same top mix. I guess you do have your Walters coming in, and uh, I don't know. It just feels very bland to me. Um, what else do we have on night one of Takeover Stand and Deliver? We have a triple threat tag for the vacant NXT tag titles. MSK taking on. Grizzled Young Veterans taking on Legato Del Fantasma. And then we have uh, Io Shirai versus Raquel Gonzalez uh, for the NXT Women's title. Raquel Gonzalez, she's got something. Yeah, I don't think... I think she get rushed to the main roster too soon. Um, And I hope that doesn't, you know, her inexperience isn't like an excuse that someone in higher management uses to decide she isn't worth, you know, worth the effort. And she ends up like another Dana Brooke, but uh, yeah, I think she is, she definitely has a lot of potential and she's working with Io Shirai and in a world where there were still like that, you know, where NXT was still a touring brand. uh, She could be working with Io every single night and maybe would be even better than she is currently, but um, yeah, I have not seen a match of hers where I, I think you could tell that she is still learning, 
but there's never been a match where I've been like, wow, she is so like, like she is so lost. Right. Uh, right. So yeah, she, she already uh, seems to have good instincts and, and has a feel for her character. And then she's working with, you know, one of the four or five, maybe three or four best women in the whole company, maybe the, one of the four or five best workers period in the whole company in EO. So um, yeah, that, that seems like a recipe for, again, even if this isn't her night or if they, uh, if they decide she's not quite ready yet, uh, then I think in, for the long term, I think her chances are good at, at least getting a couple of shots and uh, EO's beaten literally everybody. <laughs> so it seems like maybe this is the time to change that belt just so you have, uh, you can recycle all of those challengers up the 93 different women who are <laughs> just kind of hanging out in the COVID dome. Yeah. Albert, Albert, Prince Albert did a good job teaching Raquel how to work. <laughs> Albert and uh, Norman Smiley. And they're Robbie, the only ones that ever, ever get. <laughs> Robbie, Robbie Brooks, I get a little camera time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sean's too busy showing all the boys how to look at their hands as if to ask, why am I so violent to uh, help the girls out, I guess. <laughs> uh, all right. Speaking of the 800 women that WWE have under contract, night two of TakeOver Stand and Deliver as Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart defending their NXT women's tag titles against Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell. Support indie wrestling. Uh, I know you're a big Aunt Candace fan. You excited for this one? Uh, you know, I I I think it'll be fine. <laughs> Again, Indy, there's so many Indy just yeah, Indy Hartwell it. just screams not ready for prime time to me. Yeah, no, I think I think character-wise again she's like uh, the Gargano family segments are are pretty funny. And she's good in them, but as a professional wrestler, I think she is. She's very young, and again, she and Candice as her mentor is probably a great idea. Um, but for now, uh, I think they should probably let Candice work about ninety-eight percent of this match. <laughs> yeah, uh, there is a ladder match on this uh, night two of Takeover. Uh, the very problematic Jordan Devlin will be facing Santos Escobar to determine the one true NXT Cruiserweight champion. It's Gargano family night on night two as Johnny Gargano will defend the NXT North American title against whoever wins the gauntlet match the night before. And Cole Kyle O'Reilly in an unsanctioned match. And Finn Balor versus Karrion Cross for the NXT Championship. Do you have a feeling one way or the other on whether they're ready to pull the trigger on Karrion Cross uh, again? I mean, he had the, the brief run and then immediately got hurt. But, like, obviously, Triple H is in love with him. And um, he... I don't... Do you think he gets the run with the NXT title before he gets called up? And ruined, or what do you what do you, <laughs> what do you think they think of carrying cross right now? Yeah, just based on all of the effort they went into doing this entrance and everything, it seems like they 
think he is one of their next big stars. And so, yeah, I think that that is kind of the only question is, does, does he stay in NXT for another six months to a year and he's the champion for a while? Or is this more, or, or is this, you know, he loses maybe with a, a slip on a banana peel finish and then, He's uh, you know, he's on on SmackDown in two months. Uh, I I could yeah, I, I definitely think that finish will go to show it. I don't really have a strong feeling, uh, one way or another. It doesn't feel like it was just. It felt so obvious that the show was being built for him. Uh, when when they had him beat Lee, and then obviously he got hurt. It's unfortunate things happen, but it, it is one of those things where, well, if he wins, you you have a new guy balor has kind of cleaned out that whole (laughs) right similar themes for a lot of the nxt champions because as we talked about nobody nobody moves up anymore so finn's already wrestled adam cole a couple times he's wrestled o'reilly a couple times he's wrestled pete dunn like there aren't a ton of guys for balor left so whereas if cross wins Cross didn't get to go through anybody because he was only champion for two days before he had to right. before he had to let go of the belt. So even short term, I think it might be worth putting the belt on Cross, even if he is going to be uh, on one of the main shows in a couple months. So that's the two night NXT takeover stand and deliver. Still have yet to see a bad takeover, so I'm sure there'll be fun shows. Uh, the final Wednesday night show for NXT coming this week. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> the uh, the Wednesday night war is over. It ended with a uh, with a with a whimper and not a bang. I think it's safe to say. Indeed. All right, then we have two nights of WrestleMania after SmackDown on Friday. We have WrestleMania Saturday, WrestleMania Sunday. Fans in attendance, which I don't know. I just read today that. Here in Maryland, Saturday, April 3rd, had the most new cases of COVID since January 31st. So clearly there's still a pandemic going on. But we're going to put, I don't know what the number is, 25,000 people in a football stadium in Tampa. And, uh, and... And have them watch pro wrestling. So they got to do more than the Super Bowl did, right? Right. Well, whether they do or not, they'll announce that they did more than the Super Bowl. <laughs> Naturally, and and Vince McMahon, like the nine eleven show, will come out and and say that this is a you know this is a great moment in American history. I hope that's what I'm hoping for. Anyway, I'm hoping that's how night one opens up. But uh, yikes. But uh, yeah, I don't, I, I, uh, yeah, as far as that, it's happening. More and more people getting vaccinated all the time. I'm uh, fast, quickly approaching uh, my window where I'm going to be able to get the vaccine. Um, Hopefully, you know, people are as safe as you can be. But again, if you were really being safe, you wouldn't travel to Florida to go show (laughs) with 25,000. It's hard for me to be like, safe and the same thing with like a lot of indie promotions decided to run shows and uh it's not it's not they're, they're not all selling selling out like they would on a normal week, weekend which at least suggests that 
obviously you're not going to have the flux of people from Europe and the UK and, and places like that coming in. So, I mean, it may not be as terrible as it could be. <laughs> like it may not be as big of, it won't be an international super spreader event <laughs> at the very least. Right. Right. 18% roughly of the country of the United States is fully vaccinated. So, eh, I don't know. Did you happen to see uh, the Britt Baker's uh, Instagram post this weekend where she was uh, at a bar celebrating the AEW lawyer's birthday and there was not a mask inside in the video? I didn't, but uh, I, I went as a... Well, I mean, all of those like Orlando and Tampa people are just always like, you can't keep a mask on those people's faces. You can't. You can't. But like the people in that video, one of them's a a lawyer and one of them's a dentist. You would think these are smart people. Yeah, but they're also involved in wrestling. So yeah, there is that. I imagine there's something a little bit off about any and everyone who would do that. Yeah. Speaking of, WrestleMania night one, I guess I'm, I'm, I don't know. I still have a hard time believing that when push comes to shove that Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair are going to main event a show that has team beef, Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre on it for the WWE title. But I guess a lot of people think that Sasha and Bianca are going on last based on the way that the card has been listed. I still don't see that happening, but yeah, we'll see. I think there's a better chance than not, than not maybe because obviously we, we just went over that NXT show. I don't think EO versus Raquel is the biggest match on night one of that show, but it's going to main event because I think they want to have a women's title match made event one of those nights. And on the other hand, while I do think, at least for fans, Bianca and Sasha is a really big time match and can and should and very well could be a, a main event last match on the show, even if it hasn't necessarily been booked that way, uh, they may, the what might push them over the edge is this is just them looking to check boxes and go have women main event WrestleMania on one night and the guys will main event the other night. I mean, that's that's fine. To your point, the build for that match, absolutely dreadful. Absolutely <laughs> dreadful. Made me far less interested in seeing it. And like, on paper, very few matches in WWE that I'm more excited for. <laughs> like, those two athletically and psychologically are going to go out there and tear it up. Absolutely. It's going to be great. It's, again, the the double-edged sword of while uh, medically it may not be wise <laughs> to invite fans back. It's the first show with fans in a year for all of these, pe- for all these people, except for the poor Andre, the Andre <laughs> Battle Royal and SmackDown tag t- title match guys. They got bumped to SmackDown. But right. uh, for everybody who is actually going to be working on these two nights of shows, the first time in front of the dance, they're they're two of the best that WWE has. They're going they're going to kill it. And again, from an in ring standpoint, from a star power standpoint, I, and again, I think because and we talked about this earlier this year when Bianca won the Rumble, like I was surprised because they didn't hem and haw push her and then stop pushing her. 
right. and then beat her a bunch. Like they just, she came in, she did the feud with Bailey, she beat Bailey, then she won the Rumble. Like so, like they're doing everything right, and it feels like okay, we're we're making a new star here. Yeah, and having her win the belt in the main event would be a really great way to cement that. Yeah, but, yeah. you know. <laughs> It's it's still the old man's show, and right, uh, right, still, and and he has had Sasha Banks on his main roster for five years now, and and he has had and he still more than ever goes with what he knows versus the unknown, <laughs> so there's always mm-hmm. the chance that he could. Not they could not go all the way with Bianca on on Saturday, but we'll see. Do you, uh, do you think that the crowd might turn on Bob and Drew if they put that on last? Um, no, I don't because I don't think. <laughs> do you think Joe Average, who is paying thousands of dollars to travel to Florida? and watch wrestlemania in a pandemic live do you think they're like super invested in uh the women's revolution and bianca belair and sasha banks (laughs) i don't i will say this is certainly this does not have the juice of a hate roman reigns and are are gonna boo him and brock out of the building like like yes it trended on twitter the people that care about this care about this a lot. Yes. But does even, even your average hardcore WWE fan, are they like super dialed in? Also did that hashtag maybe peak like a week earlier than it should, than it needed to. Sure. And so they can kind of let it die down a little bit and, and they can kind of make their decision that they were going to make anyway. I think, yeah, I think there's a little bit, this, this definitely doesn't have the thing where, are so interested in this that they're going to influence the more average WWE fan to go along with their their crapping on something. It, right. It'll it'll be an interesting environment. Yeah, yeah. Bobby Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship, either opening the show probably or going on last. It depends. But Lashley just won the title, but feels like they want drew to get his coronation here in front of people it's uh it's the age-old question mocha or vanilla bean you know (laughs) (laughs) and uh yeah it doesn't necessarily feel like the right time bodacious bob lashley despite the fact that they have uh apparently broken up the hurt business on television for yeah just out of nowhere they did that right for no um, reason. Um, and maybe it's all a swerve and they're going to put them back together, but it would still be weird to do that. Um, and it's not a good story if they do <laughs> just put them right back together. So right. either way, I think it's bad television. But um, yeah, I, I, I don't feel like it's the time to beat Bob because we just watched Drew run through everybody on Raw for a year. Um, and I know that's what you do with the top baby face, theoretically, but unless you've got like a bunch of new guys coming up, I'm not like chomping at the pit to see Drew, Drew get that belt back. Also, I don't, I know Bob beat up Drew and Miz cat in on him, 
but like this would have been so much better if Bob had just beaten Drew for the title. Like Miz has ruined this for me. <laughs> sure. I mean, five months ago or whatever, Randy Orton just beat Drew, right? Mm-hmm. It's like they protected yep. Drew for, I mean, they basically project, protected Drew since he came back to the company and, and came back to the main roster and that he wasn't doing a lot of jobs. But especially in the year that he was about to win the Royal Rumble and about to win the title, he did like zero clean jobs. And then Randy just beat him. And then he mm. got his win back. So we've established he's not invincible. He's not 1986 Hulk Hogan. He can lose he can lose matches. Particularly when he gets so much content to to churn out and so much time to fill. Like I don't and Drew gets enough promo time. I'm not saying he's a good promo uh because I don't think that they help him by putting him in a lot of good positions on the microphone, but he gets enough promo time that he could, you know, kind of get his heat back if he were to just lose clean. So yeah, good point by you there. I definitely think Lashley should just beat Drew at some point for the title because we've seen it's an athletic competition and Drew can can lose. You could have even had Bob Lashley win the briefcase. You had Brock win the briefcase. Like you can have big monsters win the briefcase. Braun won the briefcase. Like it's no longer like a small sneaky heel that has to win the briefcase. You could just have Bob Lashley win the briefcase from from Miz or from Otis or whatever, or just not not done the briefcase. Right, or just had him beat him beat him in a straight up wrestling match like Randy Orton did, and then you book to the rematch and you know Drew and Drew's quest to. You know, prove he's he's as tough and that he can beat Bob Lashley. Although we already know he can because he beat him on pay per view last year. Right. But yeah, I don't. And they, that would also be something I wish they had played up a little bit more. Is like, okay, Drew did beat him, and so it's like Bob La- and then Bob Lashley beat Miz for the title. So you could have, I mean, that's more of like it's a weird dynamic because Bob's the heel, but it's like to point out that like in their one straight up wrestling match, Drew beat him. So now Lashley's out to prove that he's not a fluke and that he's a dominant champion and he didn't just win the belt because he beat a tackling dummy for it. Right. They, they do want it to be a new match, though. It's not because they have no new matches in the company, pretty much. <laughs> but they do want to present it as if this is a new match for WrestleMania. Like, WrestleMania can be weird sometimes. And it's like, sometimes... I think storytelling wise, it would be better if this were the culmination of a year's worth of, of stories and you didn't feel the pressure to just have a bunch of first time and new matches at Mania. But I, I guess that's just how they do things. So we'll see. We'll see what uh, happens with Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre team beef. Hey, they brought Baron Corbin in to collect uh, Bobby Lashley's bounty boy Bobby Lashley versus Baron Corbin for the WWE title <laughs> at some point because Lashley offered a championship match to whoever took out Drew McIntyre so Baron Corbin took out Drew McIntyre so does that mean we're getting Lashley and Baron Corbin for the WWE title at some point uh I mean that that is what they said <laughs> that match sounds terrible I mean Bob can kill him in five minutes like they're not really protecting Baron like they were 
Like he's kind of, I think, properly slotted. That's fair. These that's, days. That's so they fair. can they can just do a TV match out of it or or whatever. Um, or I guess if Drew wins, then then Corbin can go, well, Lashley promised me a title match, so if you don't give me a title match, you're a coward. Not that Drew versus Corbin lights my world on fire any more than Lashley versus Corbin does, but I mean that maybe that's a sign that that Drew's going to win. Of all the NXT call-ups ever, not counting the Four Horsewomen, Baron Corbin is the guy that like has a spot. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's not surprising, given he's legit six five or six six or whatever. But it's like of all the people, Baron Corbin is the guy who's stuck. That's one of the things where, like, since I think he has been moved out of top heel status, I don't see anybody complaining about Baron Corbin, you know? Right. Cause, yeah. Because the role he's should be in. Like, right. there's a place for a guy like him on the show. Yeah. But absolutely. if they but if they suddenly are pushing him back up into that top mix, either for a feud with Lashley or a feud with Drew, then I think you're gonna see a lot of people remembering, oh, this guy is not very good again. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, it's a big day here on the show because I'm officially going to break out my highly visual bad bunny <laughs> impression that I've been teasing for months now on the program. Bad bunny is wrestling the Miz at, at WrestleMania on night one. Damian priest will be in bad bunny's corner. Morrison will be in the Miz's corner I think this is going to be a tag, but Morrison is hurt. By the way, Morrison's line on Raw, the, <laughs> where he said, I'm John Morrison. Why is my hair so big? Because it's full of secrets. <laughs> Just an all-time great WWE comedy line. John Morrison is a very funny guy. I agree. He, he was not on uh, on my list of favorite guys of his era. Oh, sure. But he has been... This and when they did the Braun music video and like during the chorus of the song, he's doing like tricep pull downs <laughs> and just aggressively pelvic thrusting into <laughs> it at the same time. Like incredible comedic timing. <laughs> yes. All right. Are you ready for my bad bunny impression? Yes, I am. Okay. If you would humor me here and uh, ask bad bunny uh, how he got his name. Bad Bunny? Your name is Bad Bunny. That's not really a normal name. How did you get that name? Well, you know how there's a Bonnie? There's, <laughs> there's good Bonnie. There's bad Bonnie. I'm a bad Bonnie. And if you can, you can imagine this highly visual impression i'm doing like the little bunny foo-foo uh hand motions back and forth to the right and left as i'm speaking in this borderline very borderline inappropriate accent yeah i uh <laughs> it sounds more like uh, jimmy kimmel's security guard to me Guillermo, yes yes but well you know how there's a bonnie <laughs> There's good Bonnie, 
I'm a bad Bonnie. There you go. <laughs> a round of applause. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Uh, bad Bunny versus The Miz is taking place at WrestleMania. The New Day are wrestling AJ Styles and almost for the Raw Tag Titles. AJ Styles is a lot in life. Like, there are worse things than being paid a few million dollars a year by WWE to look like an absolute fool on television, but AJ Styles is just totally in collect checks mode at this point. Uh, They played charades on Monday Night Raw. Truly (laughs) dreadful television building this match. Almost... I guess Triple H said he works hard. I don't know. <laughs> well, we haven't seen we haven't seen him do very much, so we'll see if he, this guy can work at all or not. You remember you remember when Kofi Kingston they like, built a WrestleMania around that guy? Yeah, and then they uh, they had Brock beat him in five seconds to tell you that you were stupid if you ever liked him or believed in him as a character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now he now he does charades and he's a tag team guy again. Two years. Two years' time. Yeah. Didn't take long. Meanwhile, <sighs> meanwhile, who's in the pushed singles feud at WrestleMania? Braun Strowman is wrestling Shane McMahon in a steel cage match. Shane has a singles feud for WrestleMania. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, he's got to come out and jump off of something high to try to love him. And... uh uh, I mean, he's 0 for 340 so far in, in, in success and successful attempts to get his father to love him. But, yes. uh, you know, maybe this one will be the maybe this one will be the charm. Really concerned about Shane, his uh, promos. <laughs> I, I it was he seems to be losing his train of thought and like he's been out. He's always out of breath. Yeah. But like. But it's beginning to get to the point where, like, are is this a bit? Right. Like, is is are we lampooning? Like, is there like a writer on the staff who like loses his train of thought a lot, and they're like, parrot? This is like an inside joke or something, or is this like Shane's real life? Like, he loses his train of thought a lot, and so uh, you know, Bruce <laughs> Pritchard and the writing staff are mocking him on television. Uh, like, I can't, I can't figure out, or is the man just? been hit in the head a lot and is forgetting detailed scripts of bad dialogue could be any number of a thousand things <laughs> yeah uh yeah uh i will say i my biggest concern is that this being a steel cage match uh that limits Braun's ability to uh do his little choo-choo run <laughs> uh you know when he does his little run around the ring and he goes choo choo, and then there's a train sound. Yes, uh, the the best thing that Braun Strowman has ever done in World Wrestling Entertainment. <laughs> yeah, um, he can't do that if he's in a cage. So they got to either brawl before the match starts, or I'm hoping they do like a real big bronze and idiot finish, <laughs> and he like press slams Shane into the side of the cage, and the cage collapses, and Shane wins. And then to get his heat back, uh, Braun does his choo-choo run around the ring and, and shoulder block Shane. Yeah, that makes sense. Haven't they done the through-the-cage finish in a Braun cage match once before? I think he did it in the big show one. 
but I think he like pinned Big Show first and then slammed him through the cage. Ah, yeah, that's right. I remember Big Show definitely flying through a steel cage uh, in what was a shockingly great pro wrestling match. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was that like the last good match on Raw? <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe. Like it, 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 it all becomes a blur. Like yeah. I'm sure there was a good like Seth Rollins versus. It was the last memorable good match on Raw, maybe. Because like I'm sure there was like a Seth Rollins and and Dolph Ziggler match that was good, but I don't remember it. You know. Right. Right. All right. And uh, speaking of Seth Rollins, he's wrestling Cesaro on night one of WrestleMania. They've actually done a really good job of building this. I agree. The my favorite program going into this show, and mostly because not because I'm like such a giant fan of either guy. I mean, in the ring, Cesaro's very good and Seth's good. Yeah. Um, but it's it it feels like such a novelty because they don't do this type of thing anymore. Where right. like a a bona fide solidified main event guy wrestles, and they make the mid card guy like credible. Uh, and so I'm like, I'm interested in it. Like, this feels like, I don't know, like that, that edge and Kurt Angle feud or something like where it's like, oh, they, like they, they have a choice to make here <laughs> now. And I don't necessarily think Cesaro needs to win the first match. This could be, you know, but at some point they could have Cesaro get a big win over Seth and then win money in the bank and give him, give him his gold watch world title eight years too late. <laughs> Regardless of what they, regardless of what they do, it's been very well done so far. Seth Rollins, by the way, going full gimmick. Seth Rollins un, is uncool on social media. It's way too late, but it is probably the best thing for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the. This is so much better than when he was whatever he was trying to do with the the cult leader thing. Yeah, like. And he was trying to talk slowly and, I don't know, mix Bray Wyatt with suit Chris Jericho or whatever he was trying to do. Right. Um, he's so much better as just this obnoxious goofball wearing yes. the most ridiculous suits you've ever seen. Yes. Yes. All right. Night two of WrestleMania. Riddle defending the United States Championship against Sheamus. In a feud built around scooters and Matt Riddle forgetting his lines. <laughs> I hope Seamus knocks like seven of his teeth out. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, I don't really like Riddle or his wife. And uh, not a big Seamus guy like... either, but of the two. Yeah. Yeah. yeah let's go team, team Seamus. Yeah. Yeah really rooting for Sheamus. Sheamus has been working extremely hard in all of his matches. And he like he has to really work to get to like three, three and a quarter, three and a half stars or whatever. Mm-hmm. But he gets there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could, and you could tell by the end of the match that they I did not watch the full thing, but they, I know they, they just did, I think, one of those chronicles about him for the the most recent drew match and like at the end of that match like his like like his hair's all saggy like he's just sweating and beat up yeah. and there's cuts and bruises all over his body and 
it's like him just after the match and he walks up and Cesaro walks up to him and hugs him and like Seamus starts crying and talking about how much he misses Cesaro. Like it's a really weird moment, but it's like, man, this guy's really like, he's giving it his all. <laughs> like, yeah, he is not quarter or half assing it with, with the no fans over the last year. Yeah. Yep. Kevin Owens wrestling Sami Zayn. I I do like that for each night they do have one match. There's clearly just like, all right, we need to have a kick-ass match on this show at some point. And on night one, it's Rollins and Cesaro. And on night in night two, it's Kevin and Sammy, which we've seen 186 times. There's been pretty poor build. It's been kind of thrown together at the last minute. Logan Paul's involved for some reason now, but Sami Zayn is just killing it as a character and uh, happy. He gets a singles match at WrestleMania. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is one of those things where you're just happy for the guys, right? Like these, these two dorks from, from Quebec getting to wrestle each other at WrestleMania. Pretty, pretty freaking cool. And Sami is very entertaining and Owens is, Owens is feels like a man without a country right now because he's already done the Roman promo, uh, Roman uh, program. Right. Beat um, him like a drum. Yes. So Owens probably, and Sammy's the guy you could beat forever. <laughs> he's, he's yes. like the Christian of this era. Yeah. Um, and uh, so you can, you can give Owens a nice win here and those guys can go out and have, even if they only get 10 minutes or whatever, they can, they can kind of pull out all the stops and have a really good match. Um, Big E is defending the Intercontinental Championship against Apollo Crews in a Nigerian drum match. Uh, say again? A Nigerian drum match. Mm. We'll see Big E defend the Intercontinental Championship against Apollo Crews. Apollo Crews is doing a Nigerian royalty gimmick. Yes. Uh, as I previously said, I'm not going to tell the man me as a white man is not going to tell Apollo Cruz that his gimmick is racist, but sure feels that way. And uh, I would just say, if you are at all interested in seeing this, you should probably watch it live. Cause I'm guessing that in turn, that's removing all of the problematic WWE segments on Peacock. will be getting around to this one before too long as well. The fiend will wrestle Randy Orton. They gonna announce a stip for this? It's is it, I just assumed it's gonna be a a John Cena Firefly match or whatever. Yeah, you would think, but they haven't officially like announced that or anything yet. So maybe that's coming on Raw uh, Monday. Um, it's gonna stink. We've talked about this for months now. Fiend and Randy are gonna stink it up together at a second WrestleMania. Asuka will defend the Raw Women's title against Rhea Ripley. Remember when um, Shayna Baszler kicked Asuka really hard in the head and knocked her, knocked one of her front teeth out? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Wasn't that, like, in February? I believe so, yes. Do you know when Asuka had surgery to fix that? I am not aware. March 26th. Oh. What? what? So she had to walk around for, like, a month without a front tooth? I think she had she had falsies, right? I I don't know. Yeah, the, the, maybe maybe so. But uh, what? 
it took them i thought i figured if you know if you got your face messed up they put you in surgery like the next day <laughs> well usually right because like cesaro and some other people have gotten their teeth knocked out. i know cesaro really got his mouth messed up a couple years ago but yeah like yeah usually they're you know again they may not be 100 the next day but yeah usually they're going to they find wwe finds them like a place in town right. to, to get it done immediately right and so maybe to your point maybe she was able to get like something cosmetic done at a dentist right away and then they just did the more serious surgery like five weeks later or whatever but like oh it's like I, I I like Shayna personally and professionally and hope she does well in life, but man, that was that was really bad. <laughs> For like it was the match went like two minutes too. It was just like this random nothing happened yeah. thing on Raw and something that bad and, and serious to happen is that's that was really unfortunate and you know, I guess working with Naya for so long, you you pick up some bad habits. I suppose. Asuka and Rhea Ripley for the Raw Women's title is taking place on night two of WrestleMania. Rhea Ripley did an interview this past week where she's like, yeah, they called me up and uh, I just sat in catering doing nothing for two months. And then the day that I was going to debut, they told me four hours before the show started that I was going to wrestle Asuka at WrestleMania. So they seem really disorganized as a company. I don't, I don't know if we're breaking any news here or not, but I think well, is it, it is fair to say they haven't uh, screwed up Rhea yet. No, not yet. Uh, um, <laughs> the night is young, though. Uh, <laughs> no, I imagine uh, first, I imagine whatever the whole Charlotte situation is, I think is maybe why. I don't know that Rhea was ever going to wrestle Asuka at Mania before Charlotte plans changed. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think in light of that, assuming she is healthy and COVID free, either at WrestleMania, I think Rhea is going to win. And then either that night or perhaps the next night on raw, the queen is going to come back. And then Ryan Satin is going to tell me that this was part of triple H's plan all along. And that they were always going to come back to this feud on raw uh, a year <laughs> after Charlotte beat her clean and then lost the NXT title without one without doing a job yeah yeah this was all part of the plan clearly <laughs> right. you just had to be patient right right there would be apologist ryan sam's gonna tell you that right yep so yeah boy that andrade charlotte stuff is really weird <laughs> sure us he he did some interviews over the last couple of weeks and sure did say a lot of things yep he said a wwe affiliated doctor told charlotte that she was pregnant when she wasn't they pulled her from advertising because they thought she was pregnant. I still don't think that's why they pulled her for advertising. I think she threatened to walk. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. He got a, he got did not have an, uh, a not compete in his contract. Also, apparently not a, not a non disparagement clause because he could just go say whatever he wants <laughs> about <laughs> the company, which never happens. This is yep. all very bizarre. But yes, that's Oscar and Rhea Ripley. Talk <laughs> about Charlotte and Andrade. Andrade's <laughs> gonna, Andrade can work for anybody in the entire world that he wants to. I I don't know what kind of reputation he has personally or professionally, but let's just say I'm getting a real major 
um, Alberto El Patron vibes from Oof. from him. Not when it comes to his personal behavior, his uh, domestic behavior, but when it comes to being difficult to work with, I'm getting very strong Alberto El Patron vibes from Andrade at this point. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> Hopefully that's not the case, but yes, for me, we're going to find out for a lot of reasons. Yes, but yes. Uh, we will we will definitely find out soon. But yeah, I, I that just to me seems like the obvious thing. They don't care about Asuka. like they just let her keep the belt because they didn't because Lacey got pregnant. <laughs> right. They didn't right. they didn't know what else to do, and so I feels like if and it feels like assuming they're not weirdly mad at Charlotte or whatever that. Rio wins the belt and then Charlotte's her her challenger coming out make the most sense to me. Yeah. I am not feeling like there's a good chance we see uh the man return anytime soon, by the way. <laughs> Just if I were her, I'd be <laughs> I wouldn't be in a rush, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean uh like like there's no one there that has like claimed her spot. You know, right? Like she comes back whenever she comes back. She's the biggest female star in the company, not named Stephanie McMahon. <laughs> um, so there's not like I don't, especially on you know with with there being two brands. Yes, you have Sasha and Bianca and Bailey on one show, but it's like broad. They don't they don't have someone <laughs> on that show. So like when she walks on, she's she's the biggest star again. I don't know if she'll still be positioned above not only all of the other women but most of the other men like she was right but she's still going to be the top female star in the company when she comes back unless there's just like a seismic shift and bianca or somebody just really really takes the world by storm yeah i don't that's apropos nothing by the way it's like they haven't even teased it but just based on timing you would think oh it's been about a year at this point if she wanted to come back, she could come back. But yeah, I, I don't think I don't think there's a, any chance of that happening anytime soon. All right, and then the the real main event of WrestleMania is Roman Reigns versus Edge versus Daniel Bryan for the Universal Title. This is the main event of Night Two. They had to go and turn Edge heel and put a bunch of coffee colored hair dye in his hair and beard. <laughs> he, they made him look older. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't even understand how, because like theoretically, your hair being not gray <laughs> should <laughs> should make you look younger. But somehow, Edge looks older than ever in that promo on SmackDown. Like he was never, you know, Ricky Steamboat or trying to think of your other, you know, clean cut stereotypical baby faces. Like that was never his thing, even when he was baby face. He's no Jacques uh, Rougeau, you know? <laughs> You're right. More, when I think when I think of <laughs> the most attractive men to ever be in wrestling, it's Ricky Steamboat one, Jacques Rougeau two. <laughs> You're you're saying a lot of stuff tonight, man. Um <laughs> I mean I'm I'm enjoying it. I don't know if the listener, but I'm having a good time. Yeah, good. Um yeah, so it's like never, it's never like you know looks were a big part of Edge's presentation, and obviously he didn't look like he was twenty nine years old, but like 
the gray hair and stuff didn't bother me. And then they went and they put a bunch of like brown paint in his hair and beard. <laughs> and to your point, he now looks now he looks old with fake hair color is the problem. But they went and turned him heel because they thought he wasn't going to get over his baby face. Obviously, they have access to data that we don't in that they have they know how much merch he's selling. They know minute by minute how his segments do in terms of viewership. So maybe they have data that I don't that says, yeah, Edge was really not getting over as a baby face. But I don't know how you could say who is or is not getting over as a baby face in in the in the thunderdome era yeah no i don't know that it was so much an edge thing as a this version of edge is not going to get cheered against this really cool roman reigns character like why'd they book it (laughs) because they're (laughs) because they're they don't think about this stuff even though yes roman has interference and cheats to win He's very much a heel, but the character's presentation is cool, badass superstar. Right. And so he is going to get cheered at WrestleMania. And I think they felt, well, Edge isn't going to get cheered over that guy. And we don't want, and if he's, especially if he's going to win it, like we don't want people booing as Edge, unless we just, unless we turn him. And in that case, you know, what if Edge does win the belts, who do we have him go with if people are booing him now? Well, he can he can maybe pin Roman and then he and Brian can feud or whatever. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's 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 history repeats itself, right? It's times a flat circle. The old you know ruthless aggression era star returns uh, to win the Royal Rumble, and then they decide he isn't over enough, or they're afraid he's going to get booed, so they have to put Daniel Bryan in the main event to save the show. I mean, and and he has. He ha- Brian has to win, right? I would think so. Um, but I also think maybe... <laughs> I mean, generally, generally, historically, for the most part, WrestleMania is the happy ending show. Right. So you, do, you go off the air with the win. And again, Edge could win it next month or whatever, or Roman can win or whatever you want to do. Right. Uh, um, post, post this show. But yeah, I think for that night, Brian should probably win. And and then whoever doesn't whoever he doesn't beat can be his first feud there. Yep, that's that's it's all just, fine. You know, and I I, I don't want to take Dacious Bob because I think it's great that he won the title and they've booked him very strong and he's played his part well. But like they should have just done Brian and Roman as singles and done Edge and Drew for the belt, <laughs> like because I don't think anyone's booing edge if he's against drew yeah i would agree with that well the news is already coming in i need to go to a news post at this point so much so many shows this week so much wrestling now from now until every day we die but wrestlemania week is a great time to be a wrestling fan even if there's not the normal amount of indie uh, paradise that usually surrounds WrestleMania. There's still a lot of there's blood sport going on this week. There's spring break. There's a million shows. There's your regular NXT show. There's an extra night at NXT. There's Dynamite. Still Raw and SmackDown. There's the Hall of Fame. A million shows you can watch this week. 
and uh, we have no shortage of uh, of things to discuss the next time we get together. So, is there anything else you'd like to talk about this week? No, I th- I think we've covered uh, quite quite a few things, uh, and like I said, most important thing we will find out this weekend is whether or not Vince McMahon prefers mocha or vanilla bean. Yep, that's right. All right. <laughs> so until next time, I'm you. <laughs> I'm Liam. We'll be back soon with more stories from the rest of the Slay me, Reggie. for listening don't forget to leave us a five-star review on apple podcasts now here are this week's bonus features hello hey buddy what's going on how you doing pretty terrible how are you you sound a little groggy yeah yeah, I am. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you have to drink Coke Energy. It's a wonderful product. <laughs> Coke Energy. Actually, today I'm drinking a Java Monster. Ooh, those are my jam. I would chill for them. <laughs> Uh, you are you a mean bean man or a mocha whatever? Uh, I I go both ways, but I uh, I prefer the mocha. What? I think. <laughs> Isolate that, please. <laughs> I go both ways, but I prefer the mocha. That's right. You know, <laughs> no wrong answers, but uh, you know, everyone has a preference. You know, we don't judge here. You know, it's a spectrum. <laughs> uh, what what coffee flavored energy drinks you like is a spectrum, not a binary switch. Sure. I uh, I was record. I was uh, when I was editing last week. I was like, man, Liam sounds really good. Why can't I hear myself? Or why do I sound like crap when it's like I'm recording on my end? And I was like, oh, because I basically talked into the uh the back of the microphone for the whole show because i'm an idiot (laughs) well you know problem we found the problem we identified it and we have our solution to fix it yes that's all we can really ask for i was doing the new japan show this morning i um i uh i had headphones on it's like man this freaking thing I can only hear out of one ear again. Like, what is going I grabbed the wrong headphones <laughs> and didn't realize it till after the four hour New Japan show was over. <laughs> like, I'm really not very smart. I do a lot of, of dumb things, and uh, I have way too many headphones that don't work within an arm's reach. <laughs> It potentially maybe like make you know make a make an afternoon of it, and you plug them all in. <laughs> you pick you pick your favorite Dido song or whatever you listen to, and uh, and you just see which ones work, 
And then yeah. the ones that don't work, you throw them away. Yes. <laughs> I try to keep on keeping on.